This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson, you know, before they were legends of outlaw country, they were lost souls looking for their sound. Don't miss Mandy Moore and the new scripted audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the rise of outlaw country music and its biggest stars. Hear how one woman's vision in her tiny living room, far from Nashville's music row, became the epicenter of a musical movement. Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in The Boar's Nest. Listen now at audible.com slash The Boar's Nest. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Hey, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the St. Jude kids. St. Jude's doing incredible work fighting childhood cancer. And because of donations, like the ones that you get, families never receive a bill ever from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, food, none of that. Help St. Jude stop childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope. Get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. It's going to look great on you. So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785-833. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers, 785-833. Hey, guys, welcome to episode 284. We'll talk to Heath Sanders. He was working in an oil field, thinking he'd never play music again, hadn't played in years. Next thing you know, he's getting standing ovations everywhere he goes. So it's a great story. Hang out for that. And here are the top five songs of the week that I think you should check out. At number five, last week's guest, who was Brooke Eden, has a new song called Sunroof. If you want to hear our story, go back and listen on last week's episode. It's fantastic. Here's a clip of Sunroof. At number four, new artist and TikToker Ashley Cook put out a new song called Sunday Morning, Kind of Saturday Night. She's got a little heat on her right now. She does. And good for her. We had her on a few weeks ago. Yeah, maybe more than that, yeah. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, she got a little heat on her. People were like going, okay. Seen I don't know if lot. she's signed anywhere yet, but she's probably getting some interest. If you can develop a TikTok following... They'll sign you. I think we saw that with Priscilla Block. Yeah. I mean, you got to be good, but it's like your own little mini business there with a TikTok following. The only weird thing is I see some of these TikTokers, they'll, even people, they'll go, I'm number one on the iTunes country chart. And I'm like, oh, yeah. nobody downloads songs anymore. That's like, you know, I think she was one of them that's doing that too. It, yeah. And she's killing it. And this is not to take away from that, but I'm like, nobody looks at iTunes country. That, unless you're on it, nobody looks at the <laughs> iTunes chart. Uh, but she's killing it. Good for her. At number three, Thomas Red announced he's releasing a new album called Country Again, Side A. It'll be at April 30th. He released two new songs today called Growing Up and Want It Again. Here's a clip of Want It Again. At number two this week, Miranda Lambert announced She's releasing a new project called The Marfa Tapes on May 7th. She released a song from the album today called In His Arms. And number one is Gray Robinson. She has a new single called Happy. She was on the morning show last week and she was so good. And here's a clip of Happy. Some other songs to check out that didn't make the top five, but Travis Tripp put out a new song called Smoke in a Bar. Luke Bryan released a new song called Drink a Little Whiskey Down. Parmley and Blanco Brown put out an acoustic version of Just Away. 
And Maroon 5 has a new song called Beautiful Mistakes with Megan Thee Stallion. New albums. I don't know who any of these people are. Oh, Kings of Leon. Yeah. Jay Gonzalez of Drive-By Truckers. I don't know. I don't know. Do you know who these people are? I know the Kings of Leon. Me too. I know. I just look at the whole list. Yeah. I wish I knew more who these people were. Uh, Willie Nelson has a new book coming out called Letters to America, June 29th. It's an inspiring collection of letters from Willie to his readers about what it means to be an American. That'd be a pretty good coffee table book, I bet. Yeah. Like, it's not something you're going to want to sit down and read all the time. But I think if you're just chilling, bored, you want to read a letter or two. You know? Yeah. I'll probably get that one. My favorite song. Maybe my second favorite ever song. It's close. My favorite song ever, Stop This Train, by John Mayer. Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain could be number two. Ain't no sunshine. There's a... 2A and 2B. Kenny Rogers' number one's coming to vinyl for the first time, which I do have that CD in my jukebox. Yeah, the vinyl, though. Nope. Well, my jukebox doesn't hold vinyl. (laughs) And also, I'm not cool vinyl guy. I don't like Eddie. I get on Instagram, and I'm like, it's it's Sunday morning, here's a vinyl. vinyl. Whatever he does. (laughs) And here's the story behind how vinyl was pressed back in the 1200s. You can hear the crackling A Roman emperor once said, vinyl's like final. It's fine and final. And here it is. (laughs) Eddie, what are you doing? Uh, CMA Fest canceled for a second year in a row. If this festival would have been scheduled another 45 days later, I think they would have had it. That close? I'm just saying it was in that time period. Mm -hmm. It was June. Yeah. If it would have been late July, August, I think they would have still had it. But it was just scheduled for June. Felt bad for them. They had to cancel it. We are right on the edge of beating this thing. Right on it. Uh, Garth Brooks reschedules his Charlotte date. Got a big old uh, arena show there that's happening. Uh, Miranda Lambert is opening a Broadway bar. She'll be the first female country star to have a bar on Lower Broadway. What's an NFT? So it's like, I was trying to understand it too, reading about it. It's basically like... Is it cryptocurrency? It's like cryptocurrency, yes. So basically, but they're services. Kings of Leon will release their new album titled When You See It Yourself, which we just talked about. In the form of a non-fungible token, that's an NFT, becoming the first band to ever do so. They're types of cryptocurrencies, but instead of holding money, they can hold assets like art, tickets, and music. So do you buy it and then get the token? You get like different layers of it, yes. Like tickets, front row seats, stuff like that. Hmm. I bet it's cool. I just don't understand it. It sounds yet. cool. Uh, and then finally, Blanco Brown's talking about his accident, the motorcycle um, accident. Opens up about the head-on motorcycle accident that nearly killed him back in August. He said, there's nothing more than laying there and hearing your doctor say, if we don't get him blood, he's not going to make it. Dang. Blanco said, please don't let me leave. He says he has good days and painful days, but tries to remain upbeat. He's been in the studio working on an album, which will come out later this year. And him and Parmalee are killing it right now with this song. All right, that's your news. Enjoy today's podcast. I love talking with Heath Sanders. You're going to like it. It's long, but if it wasn't good, I would have shut it down, you know, 20 minutes into it. But it's good. Check it out. Thank you, guys. With Heath Sanders right now, one of my favorite new artists in country music. But before we went on, I was reading a story about uh, festivals. And they think Live Nation is going, hey, we think by mid-July, we're going again. Yeah, dude, we're ready to. We're but, ready. But, but it's like they need the proper medical clearance to do that. Everybody, all artists want to do it. Yeah. Everybody wants to get out and perform again. I want to get out and do comedy in theaters. But we can't until the promoters have... Uh, less liability. That's a fact. That's really it. So, and then everybody's going to have to be vaccinated, right? Sure. If you're going to go perform, be around folks, we're going to have to start a show we're vaccinated. I was at a uh, talking to a therapist yesterday and she was like, yeah, I can see you. Uh, well, you can come in two weeks after your, va- your second vaccination. So now things are starting to happen where people are going, hey, we need you to get your vaccine. But that being said, everybody's getting over me. Like, I got <laughs> friends around here that are my age, a couple years younger, and they're uh, like, ugh. And you don't have it yet. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't. Matt Stell's in here bragging yeah, about his he's first like, shot got the my other vaccination. day. Yep. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> I'm super tall, athletic, and got its vaccination. Uh huh. And what people are saying, and I believe most of them, is that they have found places with extra. Because unless you're 65 right now, you won't get one. Or a healthcare worker or almost teachers. Yeah. Um, but let's go. Where do I get the extra ones? I don't want to even go to waste. I'll drive two hours right now <laughs> just because I want to get back to work. I, I, and it's, it's even more than want, man. We really have to. You know, we, we just have to. 
But mean, we have to let the people that are a little more compromised have a shot at it first. That's it. But that's if, it. if they're wasted away, I want to go get one of those wasting away. No. Or a wink, wink, or I just turn my head. Somebody stabs me, and I'm like, oh, I didn't know that happened. <laughs> Wait, what? What's happening here? Yeah, I, I just want to go back home and hug my grandma, man, and feel feel good about it. You well, know, where's your grandma, really? Marshall. Yeah, have you seen her at all? Uh, no. You no, haven't. Mm-mm. No, I talked to her on the phone. My stepdad, who's 65, uh, he was really squirmish about seeing anyone because he's older, and if he gets it, my, like Caitlin's grandfather, uh, he almost died of it. He, the, the hospital called and said, "Hey, it's coin flip. If he lives." They didn't say it that nonchalant. Like, hey, guys, what's up? It's coin flip, you know? <laughs> Hope you're having a good day. Uh, but he got really, really bad. And so, um, yeah, older you are or, you know, any conditions you have makes it worse. Is that why you haven't seen her? Is she kind of going, hey, you guys stay away? No, she wants me to come see her. Oh, she does, um, but you I'm don't want to. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, that's what I told her. I was like, Granny, you know, I get you sick, mm-hmm. you know, an accident. I mean, we're still. Because fi- you'd be fine. Sure. Right. If sure. you got it, but if she got sure. it, it's a whole different story. It is. It is. Dang. Well, not to just talk about coronavirus that's what we were talking about before the mics went on how are you playing any shows at all right now man i actually played one this weekend yeah um yeah in springfield missouri for for it was a private gig for a buddy's business um but yeah all the protocols were in place and they they, keep you pretty separated from folks yeah they limited our capacity and and all that and everything was everything was done properly. no meet and greets no 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 As, as bad as i want to i'm not a big fan of because I would, I would do an hour before a show, then we, I'd play for an hour and a half, you know, or do comedy for an hour and a half, and then stay for two or three hours mm-hmm. and meet everybody, possibly. Then I started to get sick a lot because I just felt like I was around that many people. Most people are fine, but it, like one or two. And people would get, and it's a curse, and it's beautiful. But people would, they feel like they know me, and that's my mm-hmm. job, sure. and I love it. But when they start to kiss on me and stuff, like, and I'm not asking for it, <laughs> I do start to go, all right, yeah. this is a little boundaries. Then I'm so glad you said that. That, gives, that makes me feel better because for about the first year uh, of this, I stayed sick. I stayed sick all the time. The, I, I we, would compare it to like a kindergarten teacher or, yep. you know, at the first of the school year with yeah. all these kids coming in. Mm-hmm. Great problem to have that people want to kiss on me. I just don't want to be kissed on. <laughs> I don't want to be kissed on by people I know. Only Caitlin. That's it. I don't get any unsolicited kisses. I'm gonna have to step my game up again. Here's the difference. You're like a man's man. You know, you got the beard and the full arm tattoo of a what is that? A grizzly bear? Yeah. Yeah, I actually just got that this weekend. Yeah. That that's a lot. Yeah, it is. How how long did that take? About five hours. At one that. time? Yeah. Arm still sore? A little bit, not too bad. How long did you keep the plastic on? Just till I got home. And you took it off. Yeah. You start you put lotion on it? Yeah. But you, yeah. do the, you do the kind without any kind of scent or anything, right? Yeah, it's just the, it's just the clear, a small yeah. dose on there. My buddy Bubba Irwin hooked me up, man. He, he flies into Nash like once a... He does like cane browns and stuff. From where? So, uh, from Phoenix. I think he lives in Phoenix. But, right, he flies in from... Yeah, he was on uh, he was on Ink Masters. Actually. That's a legit tattoo. Yeah, man. I kind of got a theme going here. So, you know, I was, I was born and raised in the Ozarks, and I grew up fishing four or five days a week with my grandpa, and we fished Bear Creek, the Little Red River, and the Buffalo River. So... The Bears kind of in memory of Bear Creek. And then this is an actual photo of the Little Red River down here. And then I'm going to get a buffalo over here eventually. So. That's cool that it means something to you. Yeah, it's also cool how these guys can make ink on skin look real. It's amazing. And it's not a flat surface. It's right. a round surface, you know, and they and still make it It's a gooey surface. I mean, yes. skin moves around, yes. too. Yes. Yeah, I've got a few. Mine aren't as, as detailed there. My right arm has got, a, you know, I think four or five. I've got a picture of my wiener mm-hmm. and then a picture of my uh, butthole. Mm-hmm. They're on the front and back side of my arm. I See, I still got to get those. Yeah. <laughs> They're not tough. yours. It was, oh, oh, I thought you wanted mine. Like I said, there's tough. Let me play a couple things from Heath here. Uh, here is the single, Old School's In. Here you go. play a couple other things before we kind of get into your story let's do this is from the video that went viral in 2018 this is you doing a cover of chris stapleton either way we can just go
When did you start to feel that video was starting to catch on places? Did you feel it? It kind of happened overnight, man. I kind of woke up to it. Really? Yeah. Um, did you put it up yourself or did somebody else put it up of you? I put it up. It started out as a dare, though. A buddy of mine from Texas, he actually worked in old fields in Texas. He, he texted me one day. Texas, text me. And uh, he, he said, dude, cover either way. Put it online. Or you ain't got to hire one. And I was like, dude, it'll take me forever to learn that song. So it took me like two weeks to learn it. But, yeah, that's what it started out as was, was a dare. And then, man, I just kind of woke up to a lot of screenshots from buddies and, you know, and friends that they were seeing this thing go viral. And <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. It's crazy. It's, dude, it's crazy to hear that and hear how much my voice has changed since then. It's it's odd man, yeah. to look back. But listen, you're working it now more consistently, right? Yeah. Well, it, you learn you learn how to breathe, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I haven't had any lessons or any vocal lessons or anything like that. But you just, I guess, like anything, you just kind of adapt and you learn how to do it a little better as you go. I want to come back to that in a minute, but let's start when you were nine, ten years old. What do you want to be when you grew up? I think I wanted to be a vet back then, or a cattle farmer. I think, I, or both. But no singing. No. At that young, it wasn't in your mind you wanted to be famous and a superstar. Never, never was. And I don't think, I still don't think it is, Bobby, to be honest with you, man. I think it's, it's weird. Like, I don't, uh, I don't wake up every morning dreaming of fame and fortune. Uh, yeah, it'd be nice to give my kids a, you know, when I have kids, to, a good raising, you know, and a good, you know, give them more than I had when I was a kid. But, you know, I'm just, I'm just so wrapped up in being here in the moment and just so excited that, man, I'm, you know, we we talked to radio people from the UK this morning, and, and Bob King is spending my stuff over there, and it's like, and you're reaching people across the globe and touching their hearts and minds, dude. And that's that's awesome. I mean, I don't I don't know if I have time to. That's so overwhelming to me that that it, I don't really have time to sit and think about fame and fortune and the riches of it all. I, I don't guess. When did you start to know that you could sing, or did you have, start to have an interest in singing? Man, I, I was probably two and a half or so. Seriously, man, they started putting me on stage at church as soon as I so, could crawl up there. Okay, so we're going back then. Because I said nine or ten. You didn't want to sing, but you had already been singing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, they couldn't shut me up when I was a kid. So so you wanted to sing. You just didn't think you would be a singer for a career. Yeah, I, I always sang. Everybody everybody around my hometown knew I could sing. and I was, you know. So you were good as a kid. I could carry a tune. You're like seven yeah. or eight, but you also had no fear to sing. You you would get up in church and sing? Oh, I've always had fear. Okay. Now, stage stage fright's always been a thing for me, and it still is. I still I still get nervous. Not as bad, but I still get pretty terrified up there at times. But, yeah, um, especially by myself, just in the truck or around my parents or whatever, it, it, music constantly kind of poured out of me as a child. I always thought it would drive me insane going to bed with a melody in your head and waking up with one in your head and... But it, it hasn't. What did your parents do musically? As in, what they listen to, or did they play anything? Like, how did that come down to you? Yeah. So, um, I guess every one of my my immediate family family played an instrument except my mom, um, and she she could tap the fire out of a steering wheel. But because uh, she sang, no, not really. So she, really. she kind of missed having the musical ability. <clears throat> yeah, she did. She had the love. She just didn't have the ability. And then my dad and stepmom were, God, they were like the Jeff and Sherry Easter of my hometown. I mean, dad could sing his tail off. He and, could. Yeah, sounded like he sounded a lot before he preached his voice out. And now his voice is real deep and gravelly. But before then, he was everybody called him like the Vince Gill of Cersei County. I mean, he could really sing. So. Could he sing like Vince Gill sings up high? Yeah, he could. He used to could. He can't anymore, but. Huh. So your dad was a great singer. Okay, well, that makes sense. Somewhere this had to pass down to you. Yeah, well, do you know, you know, have you ever heard of a man named Elton Britt? Mm-hmm. So Elton Britt was the first, the first country artist in America to ever sell a million records. And he's my great, great uncle. He is my, I guess, my great, great grandmother's brother, I think. If that's how that works. Okay. But, uh, yeah, he, he's got a song called the Star. There's a Star Spangled Banner Waving Somewhere. Um, it was a huge hit back in, like, World War II. Um, so, so yeah, there's there's all kinds of memorabilia about him in, in Searcy County. They're actually inducting him into the Arkansas Country Music Hall of Fame this year. And so, really cool, man. Here it is. Yeah. Land, so many miles away. Oh, yeah. Only Uncle Sam's great heroes get to go there 
where I wish that I could also live someday. So he could sing, your family was singing, your dad was a good singer. Did your dad tell you, hey, Pete, you need to get up and sing. Like, you got, you have a talent, don't waste it. Yeah, I, I, I don't ever remember him telling me that. I think it was more just kind of a given. If you, if you had a voice, you got up there and used it. There, there, there were a lot of people in our church who didn't have a voice at all who still used it. That was me in church. I didn't have a voice at all, and I was up there. So I'm glad morning yeah. when this life is over. Ah. Yeah, that was me. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacovas is your next stop before attending your next concert. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring. You're talking about men's boots, women's boots, um, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition, timeless style, always on trend. And Tacovas has first wear comfort, little to no break-in period. Like it's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, direct consumer pricing keeps the value on your feet, the money in your pocket. So stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, shop the new styles. You like the smell of leather or no? I love it. Yeah, that's what the whole store basically is: fresh leather, yep. friendly staff. Or like the smell of staff? I don't know. I guess I'm sure they smell good there. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. What a gift, too. Regular live music and events, there is no in-store experience like this. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Yeah. Yeah. Tecovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Hey, it's Amy Brown here to talk about the incredible work that's being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and to ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survivor rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. Families do not have to worry about a thing. Treatment is covered, travel, housing, food. And when you're a family that's going through this, like, imagine, you're a parent, your kid gets cancer. You need to focus on that child. You don't need to be worrying about other things. And financial stuff can get really stressful. St. Jude covers it. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment. And when you sign up for just $19 a month, you're going to get the new This Shirt Saves Lives tee. So join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope and text Bobby to 785-833. That's B-O-B-B-Y to 785-833. So did, I'm trying to just kind of get a grasp on when you started to go, even if it's not for a career, I want to go out and sing and make a little extra money. Because that's what you were doing when I met you. You were singing at a bar, right? Yeah, so so my first love was was drums. Got my first set of drums when I was 10, and then I played... I played the drums on up through my teens and uh, any sort of band in high school, like rock band or anything? no, no. My poor parents, man. We lived in about an eight hundred square foot two bedroom house, and uh, I practiced five hours a day. And I don't know how they kept their sanity. But uh, um, later on, I think around I was around nineteen or twenty. I had a band called the Lost Gringos out of Conway, Arkansas. Hit me up, and I went and drummed for them in local bars. Then I played for a band out of my hometown called Cabin Fever. Um, I sang a few while drums, I played. Though. Yeah, all drums. So, did you graduate high school? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, did you go to college at all? Mm-mm. So, most people in my town didn't go to college either because nobody was going to college. You worked at the mill. Yeah. You know where I'm, where I'm from. Mm-hmm. So you finish high school, and do you go start working in the oil fields then, and then playing music on the side? Yeah. Um. So I I got a job in the oil fields. Right. I, actually, I worked at a Pizza Hut. And, right out of high school. Yeah. Right out of high school. Um. Or I was in high school at the time. As soon as I turned eighteen, I had a regular that came in about once a week at Pizza Hut. And I guess he took a liking to me and my work ethic. And, I, you know, I always took good care of him and him and his wife and everything. And so the day I turned 18, he had me a job lined up at a uh, wellhead repair business out of Alma, Arkansas. And I'd done that for about uh, I done that for about a year and then ended up going and doing some other stuff, trimming trees and stuff for Arkansas Electric. But, yeah, I was doing, I was doing music on the side. But that only lasted a couple years. 
after the drum career was over, me and a buddy, uh, we started a little duo. Also, making drums for a local band, you're not making much money. No. I mean, you're ma- honestly, playing drums for a band, for an artist with one or two hits, you're not making that much money. That's right. You know, you're still trying to get your place. You, hopefully, the art, like for you, for example, if you're hiring a drummer, you know, you're going to pay him, you know, couple hundred bucks a show or whatever it is if it's a good show for you but he's not in it for the couple hundred bucks he's in it because if you blow up he's going to be your drummer that's it the same way you're not making a bunch of money right now but you're doing this because if you do blow up then you're set it's a time investment yeah that's what it is i mean anyone in the creative world have had to do it i've had to do it so okay so you're not making a bunch of money but you're working monday through friday but are you playing shows friday and saturday nights yeah, but it, it's it, man, it's not. We're playing like the local VFW, and it's just all our buddies. And um, you know, after after the drum thing was done, you know, we started a little duo, and that we only played maybe six or seven shows, man. Before I said, you know what, this I'm, I'm getting up too early during the week, and then we're staying out all night partying. And it's crazy that they didn't let you sing. If you just sing one song, like you're like I'd sing occasionally on the drums. How do you sing one song and they not look at you and go, "Oh, you're the one that should sing." <laughs> Well, it's Did crazy. Did you feel like you were better than the lead singer, to be honest? Singing, just singing. Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, well, but then again, you, you, know, you sign up as a drummer, man. I get you don't it. want to step on anybody's toes. If I was, you know if I I mean? was a singer of that band and you started singing and I knew you were better than me, I'd be like, no more songs for that guy. <laughs> you wouldn't have sang another note. You would have sang one and beat me and been like, well, why do we have the drummer singing? You need to focus on your. You know. <laughs> so, okay, you're waking up too early in the morning. You decide you don't want to wake up and then stay up all night and play and then do it again. Yeah, and then I just dropped it completely. I just I just walked away from it. Completely. Is that hard? No. What was the duo no. called? Uh, it we didn't. It was just it was just me and my buddy Daniel. And, and what we, would you do? Uh, I would sing and play the bongos. Mm-hmm. I had a little set of bongos the and bongo. a tambourine that wow. I would like tap around on. Oh, it was so bad, dude. It was so bad. And he would <laughs> do what? He'd play the guitar. He'd play the guitar and sing, and then and then when I sang, he'd sing harmony for me. And uh, where would you guys play? We actually played. Uh, our biggest gig was Jeb's in Moralton. You remember Jeb's? Mm-hmm. Stale used to play it a lot. I didn't go. Moralton was kind of a little too up north for yeah, me. Yeah, Stale. I used to go watch Stale like when when he was a big deal back home years ago. Really? Yeah, yeah. You would go watch Matt Stale? Oh yeah, dude, hundred percent. That's funny. Oh yeah, bro. He was. Was awesome. he good then? absolutely phenomenal really phenomenal man um you ever heard his aaron neville impression like yes him? dude yeah i remember before, i'll never forget that i'll never forget that i was probably god i was probably 20 years old when i first heard him do that thing about matt too is because matt and i are buds now too i mean we, I, we bond over arkansas sports yeah. much like justin moore i mean especially with guys in general we need something to bring us together so then we can be together. That's right. I like I like Matt still. And I would if I were Caitlin, she would call she calls her girlfriends up and like, let's just do something together. However, I would never call Matt and be like, hey buddy, let's just do something together. <laughs> I would be like, hey, the game's on. Yeah. Or let's go. Cause uh That's right. I took Matt to watch uh the one of the Razorback football games. Like, hey, we're going to the game, let's go. That's right. That's but right. it's just a different world for guys. We can't just be like, I just I just haven't been around you in a while. I need to be around you. <laughs> So, Matt and I use Arkansas sports to hang yes. out. Much like I do with a lot of my guys with the hunting, you know, a lot of my boys with the hunting and fishing. Mm-hmm. You or know, fantasy we, football. Yeah. yeah. We, or we even video games. Like, I'll be talking to some of my friends on video games, playing basketball. I don't, I like video games fine. Yeah. But mostly, I like playing with my, my like, my friends. Mm-hmm. And we talk, and yeah. we talk a little bit basketball, but it's also like, hey, what's happening with the kids? Like, what's happening? What's, what's happening with life? What's happening sure. with, but, and uh, Matt Stell's oddly, incredibly smart. Yeah, dude. Like, that guy's it. It's so stupid. He's so smart. Yeah. But it's crazy. You would go watch him back in the day. Yeah, man. Yeah. Were you doing music at all when he was playing? Uh-uh. So you were just going as a fan. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going as a fan. Would you ever go to like karaoke places and sing and people would be like, dang, dude, why aren't you like trying to sing for real? Yeah. Yeah. But you just, you know, I mean, you, you take that with a grain of salt, you know, just because you're the, you're a good singer in Marshall, Arkansas. I agree. <laughs> you know? I, I agree. But. A great singer from Marshall, Arkansas, might be a good singer in Nashville. Yeah. Did you ever? Yeah. Were you a Journey Open Arms kind of guy? Yeah, I love yeah. Journey. My mom loved Journey, man. So, so. here I am. Oh, come just, on! I could see he's doing that song Dude, and yeah. the whole place. Did you get girls by singing? Time or two. Yeah, like yeah. They come up to you and be like, "Oh my god!" That was kind of the icebreaker. Yeah, I want. Yeah, that, that guitar around the campfire on tailgate, but that, that works yeah. every time. Just about. You quit music for, but how long did you stop doing shows? Um. 
Oh, it had to be, dude. It had to be eleven years, twelve years. Insane, right? Dang, isn't that yeah. that's insane? It's nuts. So, but is there this thirst inside of you to somehow, at some point, get back out there, even if it's for fun? Or have you just been like, you know, that was an old me? Yeah, there, there really was, man. There, there always was, was that there. But you just, man, you, you put making a living in front of everything. You know, you can't be dragging in Monday morning. You know, when not when guys' lives depend on you. You know, and and you being there in body and mind. Um, but I, t- I tell you what, really reignited, reignited this, and I, I haven't had the opportunity to tell this story very much, so I don't. But uh, there's a girl named Charlotte Lee here in town. She's from Arkansas, and back back when they cut my hours in the oil field, I was looking for side work and, you know, on top of playing music on the side a little bit. Um, kind of had that idea in the back of my mind, but it just wasn't, it hadn't come to fruition yet. But I had a friend that knew I was looking for side work and she called me up one day and she was like, hey, I got this girl, she needs, her van needs a ride, needs a driver in a van to go to Billy Bob's in Texas to open up for the Eli Young band. And she's like, pays pretty good, so do you want to do it? And I said, absolutely. So, one weekend, I spent driving Charlotte down to Billy Bob's and just being around that environment again and spending the night at Billy Bob's and watching mm-hmm. Eli Young and helping them load in and load out. I caught the bug, man. I caught the bug, and it was the next week that, that I bought my PA system and started Is playing. Is that right? Yeah. So you going to help somebody else yes. get down there Yes. is what helps you get here. Absolutely. Yeah, I was ate up. By the time I got back, I was like, oh, my God, I want to do this again. So when you get home, you think, I just watched it. It reminds me of how much I loved it. What's, your, what's the first step then? Do you start going, let me write some songs? Do you get an old guitar out? Yeah, you find something you can sell so you can afford to mm-hmm. <laughs> to buy to buy the stuff that it you know that it takes to do that. And and yeah, man, I, I'll tell you, my first gig out, Bobby, was terrible. What, did you still have a guitar though? Um, Yeah, yeah, I had an old guitar, yeah. And how was it? Terrible. It's awful. I still got it. Yeah, but it was but, it good enough to go and play at a bar? Yeah. And is that what you did? It was good enough, yeah. So what was the, what was the first, first per, I won't even say show, <laughs> what was your first performance back after kind of <laughs> sitting out for 10 years? So uh, we discussed the other day, I mean, you discussed my buddy's restaurant, my buddy Ryan's restaurant in Leslie, Arkansas, and uh, he offered to let me come play up there. And it was a little sooner than I expected, so I had to cram, learning a, a two-hour set list. You know, never, hadn't done this in 12, 13 years. And uh, I get up there, and I, I do pretty good my first set. Now, the town comes out. I mean, of course, everybody knows I can sing. Wow, so people came yeah, to watch. Yeah, so people came out. I mean, the place was packed. And um, Coming out of retirement. Let's go. Pete Sanders. <laughs> okay. Packing out Ryan's Main Street Grill, baby. Um <laughs> Anyways, I get up there and, and my first set goes goes pretty good for you know for as polished up as I am, which is not very. Uh, but the second set, now Ryan's got a mom and her name's Vicky, and she is just she's the biggest sweetheart you ever meet meet in your life. But she's got a little on her side to her now. <laughs> what does that mean? And I mean, she's just got a little she got a little meanness in her, you know. But she's just sweet as can be. And she when I come off for a break after my first set, she walked up and she handed me a Scotch glass full of Patron. With salt and lime, and she said, "Dare you?" And I turned it up, Bobby. And that was that was the biggest mistake I've made in the music industry to date. Because I got back up there, and by the time I'd got to about my fourth song, that patron hit me, and I think about a third of the people left. They got up and <laughs> Why left. You, now I don't know if you're being, you know, a little facetious, exaggerating mm-hmm. a little bit. You do you think that you what were slurring? You, I, your guitar playing wasn't as good. Yeah, I think I started probably missing chords yeah. and slurring a little bit. And uh, yeah, and uh, the hometown was pretty disappointed in me. I come down off the stage and I and I told Ryan, I was like, dude, the, I think this is. I don't think this is for me, man. I, th- I don't think this is for me. Oh, period. Yeah, I was you, like, dude, you were, you were I was grand opening, grand opening, grand closing. I was drunk. Like yeah, I was drunk, but I was humiliated. Something, something fierce. What do you tell you? He's like, no, nah, dude, no, nah, dude, you're meant to do this. So what's next? What'd you do after that? You get there again yeah yeah i ended up playing rhymes a few more times and the local vfw there's always the vfw man um what would they give you 50 bucks or anything yeah yeah, yeah. you know tips and 50 bucks or they charge a little cover and you know a couple three bucks and you make make gas money man that's really what what it was for me dude it was all about buy, being able to buy my lunch at work you know gas money and also 
some sort of fulfillment, right? Like you had the bug. You needed the bug to be fed. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So at what point did you make that video? Did you start to play bars and make a, start making a little more money as you started to get better? Was there like a scene near where you were in Arkansas where you could play a bar and they'd give you 100, 150 bucks or so? That's really it. Yeah. The, the crowds, once I stuck with it, the crowd started kind of turning out and, and local businesses. You know, word spreads pretty fast in those little towns and, you know, on Facebook and stuff. And I think I had about 500 followers on my Facebook. So um, word was getting out. And I started playing some restaurants and bars in, in Conway and Clinton and stuff. And, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty wild, man, to look back on. When I heard you playing that, that – what bar was that you were playing in when I heard that clip? The Stapleton one? Oh, I was in my bedroom at my house. Oh, that wasn't – I guess that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yep. I was thinking of another video of you playing in a bar somewhere that someone had sent me. But, yeah, that's right. It was in your, yeah. your bedroom. What kind of places were you playing at that point? Same, just, same stuff? Yeah, just little restaurants and little bars, man. I mean, t- mostly it was like, like if I played a bar in, in Marshall, like a place like Ryan's, you know, people came to listen. If I played a, a, a bar in Conway, a third of the people came to listen, and the other two-thirds were just there to eat their meal, and yeah. I was background noise. So. Did you think that you had a career at all? Or you, it, the day you recorded that in your room, did you have a, just a sliver that you could do this for a living? No. That, that's really? that's me being honest. Oh, I that, believe you. Yeah, one hundred percent honest. No, sir. Not not ever. Not ever one time did it ever cross my mind. Hey, man, you might have a chance in Nashville. You might have a chance to make a living doing this. Had you ever been up here to Nashville? Mm-mm. I've never seen the town. So uh, one night I'm on Facebook and a friend said, "Hey, did you see this guy? Heath Sanders. He's from, you know, around where we're from, obviously." And I was like, uh, "No, let me watch it." And I get videos. Good God. I mean, I'm ta- if somebody oh, sings, bet, period, I'm tagged in it. Well, dude, any video, I, any video I comment on TikTok or Instagram, hey, dude, can you tag Bobby and let? <laughs> <laughs> so TikTok's like, but Facebook, you know, people leave music on my car if they know, you know. But it's, I mean, that's the tree that I grew. Sure. So I ain't hating a tree. Yeah, I own it, bro. But sometimes a tree will drop a nut on your head, and you're like, oh, that hurts a little bit. <laughs> yeah. no, you know, yeah. But it's it's a great tree. But I was like, all right, let me let me just look at it. Because somebody from where I'm from is going to get a little more of a look than somebody not. Yeah. At least a, a first look. And I was like, let me see if this guy's any good. And I heard you, and I was like, wow, that guy's pretty good. Then I remember I messaged you on Facebook and just said, hey, Heath, it's Bobby Bones. And you didn't message me back for a little bit. Because I think maybe you thought it was a spam account. No, I was actually on the phone with my, yeah, I was on the phone with my tour manager because he's the one that called me and told me you wrote me. Because you wrote me on my music page. And... He called me and told was me, and I called him back. Was he running the music page, or is he? Was he? He, he was on part it? of it. Yeah, yeah, he was on it. And so he saw me message. Yeah, he you. saw he saw you. I actually saw the message pop up after he had called. I'd got off, and, and the the banner was still up. Um, but I ended up calling him back, and I, and I was like, "Man, I don't think that's I think that's a spam account. I think that's some." So then, one of my producers, Morgan or Elena, it was Morgan. It was Morgan. Yep. So Morgan now works with me on my management team. Mm-hmm. But she messaged you. It was like, no, that's really him. Yeah. And so you and I talked. And I don't remember if I said, hey, was, was it like, hey, get to Nashville tomorrow or this week? or what? I don't remember, man. Me it, that's such a blur. But what's crazy, what's crazy is that when Morgan answered the phone or when I answered the phone, it was Morgan. Like, dude, I felt like I knew her. I've been listening, dude. I've been listening to you guys for five years. I'm talking religiously every morning from six to ten, dude. That was it. I mean, I worked by myself. So. It could have been a person pranking you as me too, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. No, but, I get it. I get it. Yeah. And I, I remember telling Morgan, "Hey, let's get him to Nashville." And you drove overnight, if I'm remembering. I don't think so. Here's the deal. Here's why I don't think so, and I don't remember it very well. It's but, a better story if you say that. But well, go ahead. I know it kind of <laughs> is. I know it, it kind of is, it's and foggy. I don't, I don't want to kill it. But go ahead. Um, so here's the deal. Here's the truth, man. When my phone went off and it was you, I was sitting down. I was sitting there in my living room with my pen in my hand and my guitar in my lap writing Bloodline. Writing bloodline. I had a first verse and a half a chorus written when the phone... That's the first song I ever wrote, dude. Like, Oh, ever? Yeah. Because well, you, tr- you weren't really well, considering yourself a real song I tried to write a couple songs in my early 20s back when I was doing the show mm-hmm. thing, and they were so bad, dude. They were so bad that I didn't ever try again. I just thought it wasn't for me. And... I woke up, I think it was Sunday. I think it was a Sunday you reached out because I woke up that day like, man, I ain't got nothing to do. Let's start, let's try to write a song because the video just went viral and it kind of inspired me a little bit. And so that was crazy. The first time I'd ever picked up a pen in 13, 14 years, phone goes off and it's the DJ that I listen to every morning, the morning show I listen to every morning for five years. You know, it's like, I don't know what kind of time. And anyways, 
No, listen. That's crazy, dude. It, it, That's crazy. Abs- it could be some sort of divine. That's something. I just don't like to throw myself in the mix with, yep, me and God, we worked that out. We had a little, <laughs> we had a little talk. <laughs> I knew it. I'm probably making phone calls, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, but no, I ended up calling my buddy Jamie Jones as soon as I got off the phone with you um, the next day because you invited me down to sing one of my songs. Well, dude, I didn't have a song. I had half a song. So I freaked out, dude. I agreed, but I was freaking out. And See, so, I didn't know you didn't have yeah, a song. Dude, yeah, dude, I didn't. Uh, and I called my buddy Jamie Jones, which lives in Dardanelle. And I think we spent a, d- a day on it. Because I, I think it was only like two days you gave me to get to Nashville. Um, but I, I, that's why I say I don't think it was overnight. Because me and Jamie finished the song like the next day. And then I was sitting in the motel room the night before the show, learning how to play the dang thing. And trying to remember the words, you know. So what Was that, was that Bloodline? Mm-hmm. We got a clip of this here. Here you go. Cause his claim to fame is a last name. All the dead in County Roadshine. He's got callous tans and a callous tar. And that suits him just fine. Making it day to day, working his life away. Trying to find a little piece of mind. Whoa, but that's his bloodline. That so, thing rocks. It does. Stover, right. Stover done such a good job. I mean, huh? it sounds like a rock song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sounds like a country boy singing a rock song. Um, so you're in Nashville. Obviously, you drove overnight. I was like, get on. You jumped in the car immediately. You drove as fast as you could all the way to Nashville. I think I'm going to go with that story, though, Mike. I was thinking about it. I think just, I'm sticking with that. You just roll with it, bro. Yeah. yeah. I really felt that way. I thought that was it. <laughs> I could just tell people that me and Jamie finished it overnight, dude. You guys finished it in the truck. Yeah. Driving. Like, I'm totally good with that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I remember, again, I'm gonna tell you what I remember. It may not be as accurate, foggy, but I remember thinking you were you were good, but I wanted people to tell you if you were any good or not. Mm-hmm. Like that, because again, I was biased. You grew up where I grew up, and you were good. And I was like superstar. Just go ahead and give it to him. <laughs> give him a Grammy. So I brought in three people. Yep. And right, Brian Wright. Um, help me, brother. No, Brian, you're asking the wrong guy. George. Uh, George? N- no, George was George there. I no, don't think he George didn't. was there. No, okay. no, okay. it was Brian Wright. Somebody, a, a lady from Sony, mm-hmm. and oh. then um, who's a guitar for? Who's a guitarist for? Uh, what was his name? Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Even, I don't remember. Lauren, Joe. Yeah, Laura, Laura, or Laura. Okay, all I remember is I brought in three people that were nice enough to come up oh. and and give you Christian Bush. Oh, it was Christian Bush. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Who's like a dear friend. That's why I called him in. And yeah. he also has so many number ones. Yeah, it was Christian. He was in town, which was, which was rare. Yeah, Christian Bush, somebody from Sony, and who else? LT from Sony. It was LT. Great LT. job. That's right. LT and Brian. Yeah. So you come in, you perform, and didn't you leave with one of them or like go somewhere with one of them? Yeah. First, I went and walked around Sony with, with LT. Um, and so she they liked it. you. They didn't have to do that. Too. Yeah, no. They they introduced me to all the staff, and then and then uh, Brian said to call him after we left there. So we went and hung out with Brian at Universal, and went up to his office and sit and listened to a bunch of uncut Chris Stapleton stuff and a bunch of uncut Eric Church stuff, and it was awesome. That's man. that's got to be cool, dude. It was crazy. That'd I left. Worth the trip I alone. left there with a stack of vinyls. I could barely get out the door, man. It was so killer, dude. That my first trip to Nashville, and I get to go do that. Really, that was crazy. So how did because. I've known George for a long time. How did you guys get into contact? Um, so I met my management pretty early on, which is Pete Hartung at L3. And he managed, he manages Justin more. Got it. Right? Um, Justin is on George's label. And Pete had told George about me early on. They didn't get too excited, man, really. Um, but George did come out when we went out to cut five sides, which Bloodline was was one of them. And then... Uh, Proud and Down in the South, which we re- ended up releasing independently. Um, when we went out to cut those at the castle, George ended up just popping up. And I was like, well, Pete, who's that? And he's like, oh, that's that's the head of Valerie. And that's, that's that, you know, that's that's Justin's guy. And I was like, awesome, man. And uh, so George ended up hanging out with us the whole day. And George has just kind of kept tabs on this thing the, the whole time, you know, this whole time. He's just always kind of been, you know, in the background. Um, and then he, he got me a meeting with Borchetta one day and I had four songs total in my catalog, man. I played Borchetta three songs and he was like, well, you got any more? And I was like, well, I got one more. And he's like, well, play us your full catalog, you know? And <laughs> but, uh, yeah, George has just always kind of been there, man. Did you get a publishing deal first? Yeah. 
Yeah, at Sony. I think they changed it. They changed the name the other day to Sony Sony Music Publishing or something. Um, so that's got to be pretty cool that they're paying you to write songs. Heck, you didn't, you didn't even write a song until... I know, dude. That's what's <laughs> crazy. And I told Pete, you know, man, I had, you know, being being established and having a life there in Arkansas and having bills to pay and all that and not being able to just jerk up and, and move, um, you know, I told Pete, you know, man, I'm I'm not some spring chicken. You know, I need a paycheck before I m- make that leap. And sure enough, man, we got the we got the pub deal before I even had an address in Tennessee, which is which is something something to be said for Sony there. How know? crazy was it to, to quit your job, like a work wor- to come and do music? It was terrifying, dude. Yeah, it was terrifying. Yeah, that took a lot of soul searching, man. It really did because that's you don't walk away from a job like that in Arkansas because once you once you leave it, you never get it back. You've got a hundred guys behind you that are that are just as dedicated and just as hardworking that that are waiting to take your position. Um, so I knew that there was there was no return if I you know, if I jumped in. It was it was both feet first and. But also, how exciting! It was amazing, right? Yeah. So, but uh, did you write songs, drive back and forth for a while? Did you come to Nashville yeah. and Arkansas? Yeah, a year and a half. Uh, a year and a half, I would get up. This was my schedule. I'd get up on Sunday, and I'd drive, was it, six, it was about six and a half hours. Drive six and a half hours to Nashville, and I'd write Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and typically Thursday morning. And then I would drive home Thursday night, and then we'd play show Friday and, shows Friday and Saturday, and then I'd drive back to Nashville on, on Sunday. Um, but it was just m- my buddy Mark Allen Springer. He's from Wiener, Arkansas. And, I know it. Yeah, you, do you know Mark? Uh, I, I know Wiener. Well, <laughs> I mean, and I know Wiener, Arkansas. Yes, it's up near Jonesboro. Um, but Mark, Mark wrote, um, Mark wrote uh, two sparrows and a hurricane, where corn don't grow, all that. And Mark kind of took me under his wing and um, let me stay at his place for for a while down in Summertown. And uh, so that that was a rough go, man. I mean, putting in all those hours and all that windshield time was, it was it was rough. But uh, what convinced you to just move? Um. I knew I had to be here, man. You don't make it. You don't make it in Nash without being here. You just don't. I mean, you got to be here because when the you know when the if you got a if you got a pub deal or you got a you know you got a record deal, man. When when it's just like any other job. When they say they need something, man, you got to have it. You got to be there. You got to do it. So. Mm, big move, man. Because you're yeah. right. You weren't 19. No, that's it. That's really all. You had oh. already established what you had your life. Oh, I, I could already see the the I could already see my the rest of my life ahead of me. I really could just just out there, just growing old and watching the dogs and the kids and the grass grow. You I know? remember running into you. Maybe it was in Northwest Arkansas. Justin was playing. Yep, at the uh, at JJ's Beer Garden. So went to Justin and I went to a Razorback game that day, and Justin Moore and he was like, "Hey, he's like, hey, come on out and sing a song with me. We're gonna be out at JJ's." And I was like, I was gonna have to go home that night. Love Justin. Justin, my best yeah, friends for a long dude, time. He's phenomenal, man. And I was like, "All right, I said, what do you want me to sing?" He goes, "Well, what do you know?" And I was like, "What if we do uh, Dust on a Bottle?" He's like, "Perfect." So I go out, and I ran into you there. And I think you were going, "I'm about to move up there." Yeah, I, I actually, I'll never forget that because I walked right by you, and you go, "Hey, dude, you just gonna walk by me?" Yeah, big time now. <laughs> the dude, the dude, yeah, the dude that the dude that had a hand in changing your life forever. I was like, like well, well, you, right you too you. big for this now." <laughs> Got you a little pub, got you a pub deal. Don't even know you anymore. Hey, so when did the record deal come about? Like the artist deal? Um, I think it was. I think it was about this time last year, or a little, little more. And what, um, what, what inspired that from them? Like, what do you think they saw in you? What are they telling you? Like, this is why we're going to sign you to an artist. Honestly, deal? honestly, it was another video. I hate to just put it all off on that, but. Uh, you know, because we were we were bugging Scott. You know, we we wanted we wanted to be with Valerie, and uh, you know, we were bugging George, and and uh, we kind of gave him some room to breathe after a couple a couple of meetings. And uh, I ended up doing a show. I don't even remember where it was, but um, it was it was at a place where was, there was some really good acoustics and a really cool environment. And I had a buddy just set a cell phone up and record me and my guitar player Casey doing faithfully, and that video went viral. Um, and I think in two days we had over a million views on it, and so I screenshot it and sent it over to, to Pete, my manager, and he forwarded it on to George, which it eventually ended up in Scott's hands and Scott's like, all right, that's that's enough. I've seen I've seen enough. Let's let's pull him in. And I'm I'm sitting in the I'm standing in my backyard actually with a post hole digger in my hand, uh building the fence for my dogs and phone rings. 
and Pete's like, hey, man, you gotta, you gotta, you sitting down? I was like, no, do I need to? And he's like, probably you just got a record deal, dude. So. Dan, that's awesome. Yeah, man. What's funny too about Faithfully is that when you played the Ryman, I was like, hey, you can play with the Ryman. That's what you did. And the freaking crowd melted. You, yeah. you, you kill that song. I got to tell you, Bobby, that, th- thanks for having me there because that's, when people ask me the peak so far, that's the peak p- for me so far. Playing at the Ryman? Yeah. That, and, and not only did I play the Ryman, did I stand an ovation, man. That, that was about as out of body as I've ever came. I actually, I'll never, I'll never forget them stressing the point to exit stage right when we were done. Exit stage right. They told us like five times, and I was so out of my mind from that crowd clapping for me that I exited stage left and I decided to like shuffle by everybody that was waiting to go on stage. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, pardon me. I, I think, I might be wrong, but I think I've had you out twice because I had you came and you played at my Little Rock Theater show and then the Ryman. The only two times, right? Um, that sounds about right. The Robinson Center? Yeah. Million Dollar Show? Yeah. That's it, right? I guess so. My point is you're 100% on getting standing ovations because both crowds stood up. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, wow. I forgot about that. Yeah. And I'm, I, I've made the joke before. I don't like to go after him. <laughs> he came to my show. On Rock. I sold that at a 3,000-seat theater. It's my home crowd. I was so pumped. And they're, like, exhausted because he just went on Bobby, and Bobby, you can them. open for me anytime, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. So you're, you, you, you got a place now. Like, you're here, and this is home. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking about that with radio folks today. Somebody asked me today, like, what's what's been the greatest thing about moving to Nashville? And the greatest thing about moving to Nashville to me is, man, you know, of course, not to go too far into, like, how I was raised and stuff and, the you know, the Pentecostal world and all that, but and when you grow up th- like that, it separates you. That's your whole goal in life is to be separate from the world. And you tend to feel like an outcast and you feel you, you never seem to fit in or feel comfortable in your own skin. And... Uh, you know, I'm not real big on small talk, and I never have been. I'm really bad to 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 you know to uh, to meet someone and then dig too deep too early, or or as Chris Stapleton said on your show one time, pull the curtain back too far. I think um, right off the bat. And now that I've come to Nashville and I've got to be around songwriters and this industry. I think it all makes sense, man. I think I've always, I didn't know it, but I think I've always kind of seen the world through the eyes of a songwriter. And uh, uh, they, I think we tend to overanalyze things and, and to really look deeper into into the heart and, and into things. And uh, it's it, it's oddly enough, man, moving from the Ozark Mountains to Nashville, it, I feel at home here, man. It's weird. You ever be out of work and have a great song idea back in the day and then you just held on to it? Or did it all kind of suck? It all kind of sucked. I think I've always had, I think I've always had decent ideas passed by my, passed by my, you know, passed by me to grab out of the sky. But, you know, I, d- I didn't have the knowledge back then to write it down and it, hold on to it. Have you done any lessons to learn how to not wear your voice out? No, I actually, uh, I actually just started establishing my re- my relationship with the folks at Vanderbilt. Um, I actually go for my second appointment in in a couple of days for them to start just just teaching me i mean because that is my money that's that's my yeah. that's my tool it's you not know? and if there's no shame because you're not going to hey don't teach you're not having to be taught how to sing it's like teach me how to sing so i can sing for 30 years efficiently yes um that, that's just it man and, I, and i'm still at the point in my career where um i'm still doing two-hour shows a lot of times two two and a half hour shows and you know mo- most of your most of your big acts and your openers don't have to sing that long um and so, it's, man, you do two of those shows a weekend, it's rough on yeah. you, man. Especially, you know, the way I sing and my style of singing, which has changed substantially. I've, I've learned to relax and not push so hard and all that. But um, I definitely still need the help. I think I'll always need the help. You know. Is it true that you don't follow Razorback football anymore? Man, I don't. I don't. I, dude, gr- growing up like I did. Mike, let him out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so, where's the door, sir? <laughs> um, man, I tell you. Growing up like I did and not having sports in my life, you know, it just, I, I was, my heroes were Fred Bear, you know, the bow hunters and, um, you know, guys like that, that were, that really, that really stood out to me. Chuck Adams was another great bow hunter back when I was a kid. Wasn't well, like Bill Dance? He's all hunting? Yeah. Yeah, well, Bill Dance was a fisherman. You yeah, know, yeah. What I'm saying, yeah. Was it, did you have fisherman heroes too? Uh, not necessarily. It was more so because 
because back back then you had VH, VH my uncle had a VHS uh um uh, like cabinet that I'm was I'm a little insulted full. he didn't know I knew Bill Dance was a fisherman. <laughs> I'm sorry, brother. He's I'm like, no, sorry. I know the crap. <laughs> where do you think I grew up? What's wrong with you? No, man, Bill Dance a fisherman. Yeah. I know. I was making the point of, was it just hunters or did you also uh, have- I'm sorry, dude. Because we watch Bill Dance every Sunday. Look, you move so fast. I'll just try to keep up all okay, the time. Okay, go ahead. I'll just try to keep up, So your, your heroes, because sport, sports wasn't brought into your life, were-, yeah. were people that were great at things that were brought into your life. Yes. Which was, that's yeah. interesting. I never, you and your dad, your dad's still alive? Mm-hmm. You so close? Mm-mm. Not, okay, so I never had a dad, right? Forever. Yeah. And I, I pursued sports because other men liked sports and I felt like that gave me something to talk to them about. Yeah. And I, something to bond over. Yes. So when I had nobody to go, because later hunting and fishing was very much a stepdad thing with me. Who was like, that's all we did, right? Yep. It, it was all, I mean, depending on what season it was, depended on if we were in a blind, if we were in a tree stand, if we, but for me, I went after sports because I was just looking for some sort of male connection. You're right too, man, because like I'm sitting here the other day and, and Adam Hambrick's here and Stell's here and you guys are all talking sports and I'm just kind of, and, and the thing is, man, I love to watch football. Like I love college ball. I, I don't really watch the NFL, but I love to watch college football. But I just, I don't, I don't put forth the brain power to keep up with them all. You well, know, the, and you never had to, right? It's not ingrained in you at this yeah. point. Cause trust me, yeah. if I could at times not be a fan, I wouldn't because it sucks. <laughs> Man, especially that especially second. when we suck. Especially that second half, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but it's heartbreaking, you know, because you know I lived in Florida for a while. I did not. And I was never, yeah, I lived in Florida for a couple years in my 20s, and I was never as rabid a Razorback fan as I was when I moved to Florida and got surrounded by Gator fans. Yeah. I had to be. And also to I me, to it's be. just home, right? Like that's, yeah. that's for me. And that's all we got, man. That That's you know? it, man. I have so much pride in where I'm from. Yes, sir. I, so I do too, man. I, and I think that's, man, I think that, that Arkansas is kind of a little Texas in that way. Dude, we're very proud of where we're from. Especially if you're, you know, if you're from those little small towns, dude, there's, that place is special, dude. I mean, I, I walk, I step into those Ark Mountains, bud, and I'm on holy ground. That place means something to me. That's been the hardest part of the whole move is realizing how attached I was to that geography there in, in that land. So you're you're about to go to for radio ads. Dude. March eighth. So wait, yeah, we we're recording this on a Monday, right, Mike? Mm-hmm. So a week from today, old school Zen goes to radio. It's been out for a bit, but th- then there's a, a concentrated effort by your team. They only listen, a team only has so many so much time and so many resources. Sure. But they're gonna use their time and resources to try to make this song a hit. So what is that? This is the next step in your overall journey. Like you're freaking having a song go to radio by a real life label. I know, man. It's nuts. And I got a team that do their beasts. I mean, they are, they're crazy. I mean, dude, I get, I wake up to emails and I have emails coming in after I go to sleep. Do you I feel mean, the support? Like, do you? F- yeah. Yeah, I feel because so, here's the deal, man. And this is this is just me being honest, dude. I think when they signed me, it was more like a single deal. Let's let's cut a single, see how it does, and then we'll decide whether we want to keep you or not. And I think as we progressed, and I got to doing some some live performances in front of the staff and stuff. You know, they shipped me off to Cancun like two weeks after they after they signed us to do the year end. Right. Deal. Yeah, we know to do the year end deal for, for Big Machine. You know, they have a big oh deal yeah, down there. Look yeah. At that. Yeah, it was really cool, man. I'd never been out of the country, obviously. And uh, got to go down there and do that. And I, I remember when it all happened, man, it was really cool because I got up there and I sang Old School's In, and then I sang them Common Ground um, and got a standing O from them. And at the, at the end of that, I walked down, and George walked over to me, and he's like, hey, man, Scott wants to talk to you. And so Scott pulled me over to the side, and he's like, listen, we're going we're gonna to cut. We're going to cut four, and we're going to give you any producer you want. We're going to do anything. You're fixing to be priority. And it all changed right there. Boom, just like that. And so now I feel like I am a priority there, and, and they are really stepping up, stepping out, and, and working their butts off for me. Here is a Common Ground from the Common Ground EP. We're all weak, we're all strong, we're all right, and we're all wrong when time runs out. We all end up in Common Ground. Good one, man. Thank you, sir. You wrote that. You wrote all four of these songs. Ooh, that's, that, man, yeah. Common Ground was that one that you stepped back from, though, and you're like, can't believe I helped write that. Can't believe it. Here's a Can't Undo, I Do. 
Can't undo all the words you said that you never meant. You're such a fool. Look at you, boy, you're gone and done it again. It's a damn good bet. Your regret gonna turn this truck around. Hey, I know it's things right now, but we both know the truth. You can't undo. Here is one more. This is Love Needs Making. So I pulled up a post here. February, for, February 11th, 2018. This is by you. Y'all... Exclamation, 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 exclamation. <laughs> I just got off the phone with Morgan, the producer of The Bobby Bone Show. I'm freaking out. Tune in tomorrow morning at 8.20 a.m. on Kiss of 96. If you're in Arkansas, I'll be speaking with Bobby. So maybe I talked to you on the phone the next day? Yes. And then I was like, get here by Friday. That was it. That starts to seem right, yeah. huh? Yeah, yeah, that was it. Huh. Well, listen, man, I couldn't be prouder, not of you, but for you. Like, you are, you know, what people call the American dream, and you're just right in the middle of it. Yeah, man. If you ten years and you if you're living a life that you feel like, man, I feel good. I don't care if you're rich or not, but it's like I feel good with what I've accomplished. That's the American dream. That's right? it. To, to come from wherever and go wherever. Yeah. Up, down, left, right, but you get to make that call. Yeah. And you're living it, and you're in the middle of it, and I'm I'm just so proud to see someone like you, because you're you're everybody I grew up around. I know. If you've ever been to a barbecue, you've met me. You know what I mean? It's like, and and <laughs> you know, it's like me too. When I go back home, I'm like, hey, you guys can do whatever you want. If I can get out of here, yeah, because I chose to. Or if you want to stay here and you choose to, you can do whatever you want as long as you make that decision to pursue it. It may not be tomorrow. No. Something may come to you in five years, and you have to make a tough decision. You got to make a tough decision. Like I'm proud that you made decisions. I'm proud that you're starting to feel like people care about you in this industry. I'm proud that they're giving you a shot. They're they're paying bills for you. It's just it's just working out, man. I I just I appreciate you giving me a chance, Bobby. I really do. That's, that's all, truly but, all it took. But that's man. all I gave it's, you, right? Yeah. Like, I yeah. just said I just said people open little cracks for me, <clears throat> and then I kicked a hole in the wall once I had a crack. Yeah. And that's I, what you're doing. Yeah, I think it was. I, I was talking to somebody here a while back about about my story and how it's how it's more than anything. It's really a story of preparation, you know. And so so you're ready. Just be ready. You, you know, you may not be able to create create the opportunities that you you need, but somebody else may be able to, and you may not be able to dictate the time that it happens. Just be ready to do it, man. And that's that's really what this this whole thing has just been a series of small challenges and hills and and getting over stage fright and nerves and you know swallowing the 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 fear and dealing with it, and and now we're here, you know, but. And that's really all it's been is they they open the doors and I walk through them, man. But you just got to be ready to deliver when the time comes. You and know? you got to say yes. You got to, man. Got to say you gotta yes. You got to say yes. Because you won't get questioned anymore. You won't get asked anymore. No. Even if you don't feel yeah. like you can do it, say yes and figure it out. That's right. That's right. I mean, don't, the, the last thing, I always said this, man, even before I had the opportunity to do this. I mean, it's, I've never, want, I just want, I just, my biggest fear in life is sitting on my front porch when I'm 80 thinking, what if, you know? What if I'd have made that decision and, and decided to, to give that a shot and took that risk? You know, that's that's really what it is for me, man. I just want to be proud of that when I'm when I'm sitting on the porch whittling a stick, you know. Well, I tell you, I believe in you. Well, thanks, Bob. I do. Uh, Heath Sanders Music. Follow him on Instagram. Heath Sanders Music. And hopefully you get to know him now because he'll walk right by you. <laughs> <laughs> and forget who you are just like that i was like dude turn turn around i'm right here what's, what's happening i'll tell you what when i get this when i get this these lockdowns lifted this pandemic under control i ain't walking by a soul dude i'm <laughs> hugging i'm hugging every person that gets an arm's length to me oh man i'm proud i'm proud i'm proud all right you we spent an hour here i'm this is probably the longest interview you've ever done yeah probably i mean have you done an hour interview with anybody straight up i don't up? think so no it's tough you really got to be with a pro, you know. You really do. You know, man. you really got to yeah. be with a pro. Yeah. They're like, "What's hour? it like to be on Bobby?" It's like I don't know. I just take his hand and just kind of follow <laughs> wherever it <really> goes. <laughs> all right, you guys, you get Common Ground the EP. Uh, it's got four songs on it. We played all four of them here. You guys, if you if you hear this months later, this is how podcasts do. Uh, he'll be out touring. Go see him if he's in town, opening for somebody or doing a a club show or 
Um, just go see him. You will be impressed for sure. All right, there he is, at Heath Sanders Music. Heath Sanders, everybody. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. You can probably spell it. You probably know it. Tacovas dot com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.